The Next to Nothing podcast is brought to you in part by our partnership with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is your one-stop shop for everything geek. Find discounted books, new and old games, and a variety of software. A portion of all purchases from Humble Bundle go to supporting a charity of your choice, like the American Red Cross, St. Jude's, Save the Children, and more. With $145 million raised so far, Humble Bundle is a great place to buy your games and help save the world. Use our affiliate link in the description of this podcast, and a portion of your purchase will not only go to a charity, but also help support the show. Visit HumbleBundle.com for more details. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hey, what's happening, guys? What's going on, everybody? Not much. We were just talking uh, some projects that Padre has in the works. I don't know if he, he said he couldn't say some stuff so i'll let him if he wants to say anything <laughs> the only thing i really can't discuss is the name yet because we're still kind of mulling it around but oh yeah we got a we got some beard oil uh and other beard care products in the work me and a, a buddy uh this is actually something i've done before um okay but the last guy actually ended up having to back out on me um due to some long and drawn out circumstances <laughs> but uh I, this one's going to be for a while because we actually already got some of the legal paperwork filed. So I'm like, you're stuck with me now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Right on, dude. Hell yeah. I, I'm kind of a beard oil fan. I'm just saying. I converted Danny. You did. Yeah, I was just going to say, Ryan converted me. He got me because I, I apparently can't shave this now. People like my yeah. beard, I guess. Uh, it's <laughs> It's clean. You, you got you got something good going there. Don't let it go. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: it only gets this long. This is all the longer this will get. That's all you need. <laughs> Which is perfectly fine with me. I don't need something unmanageable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So I'm like, well, if people really fucking like this, I guess I'm gonna have to you know, take care of it. Get some beard. You know, I got some beard lotion. You know, I make sure the lines are good. That you know, I'm moisturizing the face and I condition the beard. Um, you know, in the shower and stuff. So it, yeah. See, I'm letting mine get like really scraggly. So that way when yeah. I do release the product, I could be like, oh, look what I was able to do with my own stuff. <laughs> Before right. after. <laughs> oh, man. So now we got some bullshit out of the way. Let me go on ahead and start this uh, show. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, my... Um, it looks like you did actually shave. I did. I did. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> As yeah, opposed yeah. to last week where you looked like you did, but you didn't. No. Uh, it's renditions. Yeah. yeah. It's me. Hi. How's it going, everybody? How you guys doing? It's this is also now a beard, beard, a beard stream. We all only talk about beards now. We all oh. talk about games. Anymore. You know, that's actually what we're going to do for our, uh, <laughs> our one year special. It's just going to be beard talk. <laughs> we're going to get. We're gonna give all of so the, <laughs> We're gonna get all of our best bearded guests over the past year. Padre is coming back. We'll get Sean Zom. You know, we're just gonna talk about beards and facial hair. Oh man! <laughs> and our special guest this week, I call him Padre, but he actually goes online by Reverend Sven. How's it going? Oh, it's going. Some of y'all may have remembered me as Iron Road Gaming in the past. Who knows? That's yeah. true. We do have a past episode with you that I need to 
I, like, I'll do like a little <laughs> AKA on the name. Right, it's like, amendment in the show notes. Just amendment like. in the show notes, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, if you guys use these links, they're not going to work anymore. <laughs> Go to this. I forgot to do that. I'm sorry. But yeah, welcome back to the show. I'm glad to have you here. I'm super excited. We got lots to talk about, and you got some really cool shit to talk about other than beard oil. Yeah, yeah, it's all right stuff. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so let me say this: oil. I don't think <laughs> Sam. I don't. I don't think we've ever been on the like super cutting edge of some stuff like ever. So I'm actually really excited to have you here because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. But you, you went a place. Went to a place. Far away. Far away. <laughs> like sure. Three Disney hours. World? Three hours. <laughs> oh. Okay. Not as magical. Oh, oh that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um so do you guys just wanna get right into uh the game or sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I-, I played a game this week. And I'm still kind of playing this game. It's a mobile game. And the reason I wanted to play it was because we hadn't been approached by the developers to do a, you know, uh, a sponsored video or mm-hmm. a segment on our channel uh, or channels yet for this game. So I figured let's go on ahead and give the people an actual unpaid review of this game. And that is Raid Shadow Legends. Have you, uh, Ren, have you seen any of the promos for this game at all? I'm going to be dead honest. I've never heard of it. But when you're talking about it uh, before the stream and you're all like, yeah, no, everybody and their mothers has been talking about it. I was like, wait, Mm. what? So, I mean, I'm intrigued. Yeah. uh, Sven, have you have you seen any like promos for it at all? I've seen I've seen a couple of the promos and I've seen some of the commercials like Mm. the the advos for it. But uh, I got to I got to touch on it a little bit. I didn't get to get to get too in depth, but I did get to try it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the big things I noticed with this game in terms of just like Philip DeFranco promoted this game. Mm -hmm. Um, Anthony from the Culture Shock Network uh, promoted this game. One person, uh, one like commentary video that I watched um, was reading now, he didn't explicitly say, he said, I can't say what game this is, but when he described it, and mm-hmm. point for point for point for point was exactly what Philip DeFranco said. It was exactly what Anthony <laughs> from the Cold Shock Network said. I watched a couple others in like research for this video. It was exactly. So they got around um, the YouTube sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at certain, and I'll talk about like certain menus or places in the game. Uh, there's like a PvP like arena basically where you put your teams up against other people's teams. <laughs> there's like the official this is this YouTuber. This is Fortnite Sexy69 on YouTube. <laughs> this you can fight his team, right? I mean, there's a lot of just <clears throat> there's a it just seemed to get around everywhere, and I'm like, I'm curious to see how accurate everything is for uh, this game all the all the talk around this game because obviously it was sponsored right um and people were transparent about that um so just like the quick basic rundown of raid shadow legends it's an art it's a collectible light rpg where you build a team of champions 
and then run them in a dungeon in each dungeon or at least each uh, game has three encounters of a team of equal members or of equal level. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, I had you, you get the, uh, you start out with two champions. You start out with one that you select and then you start out with, I think it's, I think it's always uh, an archer called sniper. Mm-hmm. I think that's always what it is. I had, I'm not sure though. And then you go and so the characters run up and you get into <clears throat> or you know they run into the first encounter you select your moves you usually have two three moves um so you you know your standard attack maybe some sort of buff and then some sort of special attack you defeat the enemies you move on to the second encounter rinse and repeat up until mm-hmm. the third encounter then you get rewards, mostly silver and experience. Sometimes you can you can get some other rewards. Like um, very very rarely will you get a new champion. What you're more likely to to get um, is gear, and it's called a shard, which basically is a uh, additional currency that you use to summon another champion uh, back on the home home screen. Okay. Um, there's all sorts of like all the champions. Um, there's a they're like factions. It's like you have like high elves, dark elves. Looks like you have orcs, lizard folk, undead. You have a couple different like it appears like you have a couple of human factions, like some sort of holy order, and then like you know other stuff. You know barbarians and and so the whole thing like i said it's a collective it's almost like a collecto uh collect them all mm-hmm. you get as many champions as you can you can collect duplicates over and over again um trying to build the best team that can run these encounters the fastest um it has an auto battle function which after like a few days i just turn the battle function the auto battle function on mm-hmm. because it I'm like, I'm just some of these. I'm just kind of farming these over and over again to, you know, get gear and stuff. Um, Every character has six slots of gear, weapon, shield, torso, helmet, boots, gloves. Right. And that helps, you know, they're in there in RPG sets. So, you know, a set of life, a set of damage, set of critical hits, set of, you know, defense with whatever. Um and so the the that's an interesting part of the the aspect or of the team building aspect because you can kind of mix and match and try to um optimize the the characters that you have um and so there's the other reason why you want to collect as many characters as possible is because you can use characters to level up your other characters you can use champion. You can sacrifice champions to level up your better champions. Oh, okay. So that's another reason why, like, I always really hope for shards. And you get one shard, one free shard a day, mm-hmm. um, instead of just in drops. Uh, and then I think you can get a, a like a higher level shard every six days or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where you, and you have daily and weekly login bonuses. Um, a regular green shard is going to get you uh, a common, uncommon, or rare champion. 
Uh, some of your rewards will be higher level, you know, shards, or you'll just get like a, I, I got an, randomly one day, I got an epic level champion, like an orc champion that I'm like, huh, I haven't done anything with orcs. I didn't get this in a drop. I just don't, I don't know why I have this. I think it was a weekly reward mm-hmm. uh, for playing for seven days. Um, which has been absolutely killer on my team. It's been <laughs> that like one epic <laughs> level champion. It does like a ton of damage, and then it also has like a resurrection. Mm-hmm. So if like one of my characters goes down, it will resurrect. So I have two resurrection uh, champions. I have like a guy from the undead horde, and then her, like this orc shaman. And so I very rarely like go through without having a champion go down or, you know, at the end, I have almost no champions go down uh, in these runs. Um, so, yeah, the the it's a very if you've played a Final Fantasy, like an early Final Fantasy game, something mm-hmm. like, you know, Final Fantasy three or four, um, you've you know, this combat styles that this is here, it's turn based faster characters go first right everyone has two or three abilities and you know it's yeah. kind of a jrpg kind of uh thing but it, what's nice about it is it's all slimmed down like i said to three encounters per dungeon and you're done okay uh all the right. game it <clears throat> what i will say about a lot of the promos and stuff the promos have been actually pretty accurate mm-hmm. um all this, the everything is everything that you see in the promo videos and in the commercials and stuff like that are actually associated with the game because that's a big problem in mobile where they will like right. They, there was one where they, they stole basically the For Honor, uh, like launch trailer, <laughs> <laughs> and just like rebranded it and slightly changed models in it. There's mm-hmm. none that there's none of that here. It seems all legit. Um, all of the art and the models and stuff that you see in the promos are accurate to the game. Game looks good. Game runs smooth. Um, <clears throat> let's see. The big thing for me mm-hmm. is being a mobile game, being a free-to-play mobile game. There's a lot of monetization and it's a lot of it's in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't really a problem for me per se, right. but I can see that being a problem for somebody who has a kid uh, because it's a big orange button that wants you to buy, you know, twenty nine ninety nine for this founders thing. And I can just see a kid hitting that button. Right. Um, and, and, and a mom or a dad getting pissed off because the kid hit the button and now they have a $30 charge on their Apple account. Um, yeah, and it, I mean, it's just like every other mobile game where you load in. It doesn't matter if this is the first or 30th time you've logged in today. It's going to be mm-hmm. right there. Poof, buy this. Poof, buy this. Poof, buy this. Every time that you hit the X button, another one. Poof, buy this. Poof, buy this. Um, <laughs> that's, that's how it feels. It's like you sit there and like I'm just like closing. These. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, finally I'm at the home screen. Now, let me open up the shop and get my free shard real quick. <laughs> um, now, how are the ads in the game, though? Like, if, if it's prompting you so much to buy, is there a lot of ad generation in it? There isn't any, like, pop-up ads. 
Uh-oh. Like there's no like everything that you see in the game seems to be related to the game. There's no, mm-hmm. hey, uh, buy or, you know download this other game. Hey, go to Amazon and buy you know, right. Use this use this link to go to Amazon. These are some things that you're interested in Amazon, right? Why don't you go on ahead and open up Amazon real quick? There's nothing like that. <laughs> That's good. At least I guess if they are going to try to monetize it, they're they're going to try to monetize it directly through their own services as opposed to mm-hmm. ad revenue. Yeah. As opposed to serving ads, yeah. um, which, I, like I said, I am fine with them wanting to monetize the game. My whole thing is uh, the big ass fucking buttons. It's obnoxious right in the front. <laughs> I get it. Mm-hmm. I know why they do it. It's really hard to monetize mobile games sometimes mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe not necessarily all the time. But, yeah, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass. Um what I will give them props for is that not you like you can't outright buy champions. There are champions that are objectively better than others based on the, just the fact that they're rare or they have better abilities. You know, a standard archer, you know, from, you know, the human thing is not going to is not going to perform better than this, you know, three star orc shaman. Like mm-hmm. that's just like that's just an objective fact of the fact of the game. What I like is that you can't just outright buy champions because there's a PvP element to it. But what you can do is you can buy the shards that are going to have a higher chance of doing or of giving you that uh, you know three or four star champion. Mm-hmm. So I will give them some props for just not like outright being like. You want to win by these characters, you know, but there is still kind of a, a when people say a pay to win at there's no pay to win. I'm looking mm-hmm. at it. I'm like, mm. yeah, like, I'm sorry, but that's not entirely accurate. There is, though, you, technically, sure, but you still can buy, you know, a, a, a higher payout. Right. Um, You know, it's just like a slot machine. You're not mm-hmm. you, you're you're not gonna win that much money out of penny slot, but you go to a quarter slot or a you know whatever slot, you're probably gonna make you have a higher chance of a higher payout. Right is right. basically that. So overall, like the game itself, it actually kept my attention longer than Elder Scrolls Blades, mm-hmm. and I think partly because. Uh, when I play this game, I can set the auto battle on and then make my just like glance down while I'm watching TV. Because most of the time when I'm playing on my phone, I'm in bed watching TV. Right. Um, or, you know, watching the news or something like that. Uh, so for me, it was pretty good just to like let it let the auto battle do and then like decide what I wanted to do after that. You know, do I want to, okay, I got this champion. Do I want to go sacrifice it and increase this here? Do I want to go upgrade some of the, um, upgrade some of the armor that this guy has or, you know, da, 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 da. Uh, so yeah, it's one thing I guess I can say it's kept my attention longer than all those scrolls blades for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've kind of rambled enough on it do you guys have any specifics about this that you want want to know or spend you said you've touched it a little bit what are you thinking i like right out the gate yeah i, I can tell it, it's definitely a lot 
better than your typical, just like your those those ones that are similar in concept, but you see in like every other game's ads, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the auto battle feature actually is really cool because I'm I'm like you, you know, typically if I'm sitting around playing games on my phone, it's I'm usually probably binge watching cartoons or something and so being able to have that go instead of having to meticulously hit the button every single time is a is a key feature that's going to keep me playing that's for sure yeah have you how i mean what's your experience just like in the first little bit of the game been for uh has it like kind of kept your attention at all or oh yeah yeah i definitely i I plan on playing it more the only i mean i i just downloaded it um a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and started on it. And of course with uh, the event that we will be delving into, I, I was pretty busy all weekend, mm-hmm. um, but I got back into it today and I, I, I haven't leveled up enough to really feel comfortable going into the PVP arena. Yeah. Neither but I. yeah, it, it, anytime that automatically becomes intimidating, but, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm going to keep doing the dungeons until I get to that point. Because I mean, Again, with the auto battle feature, it just becomes a lot easier to, to play through and not having ad after ad after ad helps mm-hmm. too. Um, one thing I forgot to mention, it, there is an energy system. I haven't run into a problem yet because it feels like they're pretty generous with the energy. They give you like mm-hmm. a lot of energy to do things with. Um, but there is that, and I think you can buy... I think they you know probably want you to buy energy. Yeah, I think... Uh, you can restore it with, uh, I think it's the shards. If you use uh, certain shards, you can actually restore your energy to full through that. Buy to restore your energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I haven't run into an issue with that yet. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of currencies in the game. There's like mm-hmm. gems and silver, which is the in-game currency, uh, which they bleed, they, very blatantly try to bleed you of silver often because mm-hmm. they want you to buy you know more silver or whatever um like to unequip or to swap gear on a character is 2000 silver um anytime you want to upgrade silver it's it gets exponentially more expensive uh or to upgrade your armor um uh, it costs more silver exponentially mm-hmm. um yeah, they, they very blatantly try to bleed you of silver as often as possible, uh, which makes sense. Once again, mobile game, free mobile game. They really want you to buy into that. So, you know, some of these, you know, it's kind of the nature of the beast, but it's something to pay attention to when if you're interested in the game. Um, I don't know how many people are really going to be interested in Raid Shadow Legends. Mm-hmm. They promoted it very hard, but... I don't know how many people are going to be interested in a generic fantasy RPG that they're like, fantastic story. Well, you know, play us. We're a mobile game with a story. Uh huh. I haven't cared about the story at all. There's a story there in the campaign, Mm -hmm. but it's meh. Yeah. Because even while we've been talking about this, I haven't heard the story mentioned once at all. It's it's like a very basic generic. fantasy story type yeah of thing it's something that a third rate dungeons and dragons dm like myself would probably come up with 
<laughs> you know, it, this is not this is not a story uh, made up by the folks over at Wizards of the Coast or uh, guests such you know former guests of the show like Joshua Lormer or Reed. Actually, mm-hmm. these are high quality, you know, highly engaging stories that those you know that those folks have put in. Um, like I said, kind of a third rate DM. That's mm-hmm. interesting because this was something that you made. <laughs> not something, you know, um, not something that anyone else would really be interested in. Right. Um, which is fine. You know, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't need a story to play this game. You just need something that honestly is just kind of mind numbing and satisfying at the same time to keep wanting to play. It's right. a time killer type of yeah. type of game. Yeah. It's something I can, you know, do on the toilet quick. I can run a dungeon, you know, <laughs> auto run if I want. I can do it while I'm in the waiting room at the hospital or, you know, wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. I have a quick, you know, five minutes. I can, you know, run a dungeon and then like level up a character or something like that. Um, there is some PvP stuff to it, like I said. I don't think it's really active as much as it's uh, you kind of just have your team ready to fight. Mm -hmm. So the two teams you have um, more than like you have like a campaign that that I mostly that's what I'm mostly doing is you have like a campaign and then you have like these other challenge dungeon sets. And so like every step along the way in the campaign, it's like, okay, you guys run this forest. And there's like five things, you know, there's like five uh, trials that you have to do here. You have, um, you're in this castle and you have this here. Oh, see, I just opened it up because I wanted to double check and I got another rare shard. And then like, uh, like I said here, so I got like some things and then it's like, you know, buy this, Mm -hmm. you know, buy this, you know, I just closed it, (laughs) you know. (laughs) <laughs> and buy this. Oh my that god! Is I'm not, like, exaggerating, like this is that's pretty overbearing. Yeah, it's really overbearing. Um, it's like holy cow. Okay, I get it. You guys want me to buy this? There's a lot of shit you want me to buy. They're all like ten dollars <laughs> plus. All these packages for a game that you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of shit you're getting into with uh, Raid Shadow Legends. That's my very long rambly. <laughs> <laughs> rolling thing download it if you're interested in something it's not the story is not a thing really it, the mm-hmm. story is not what's going to drive you you're not going to want to know what happens after they go through this forest what happens you're after not they go through the forest though now i'm curious <laughs> <laughs> you start spoiler another alert. forest <laughs> yeah, oh, as yeah. A, as a spoiler alert you go kill more things oh. <laughs> um so yeah, anything else like on the, any other specifics that you guys want to know or like anything I neglected, Padre? No, no that that was that was actually more in depth reviews than I even read online. <laughs> not not as in depth as Insurgent Sandstorm last time I was here, <laughs> but still pretty in depth. Right. Oh, oh actually, backs. you know they did do an update on Insurgency Sandstorm, so let me talk about the hardcore. Here we mode. go. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is something I want to talk about the hardcore mode of uh, Insurgency Sandstorm at some point, but not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I want to talk about Dreamhack. Ooh, 
that was a lot of fun. It <laughs> was incredible. Yeah. So, so it's Ben. Tell us about DreamHack. Go through the yeah. entire thing. Go all of it. All of it. I okay. want to know all of it. All right. So I, I originally went down there as a volunteer uh, for the Anime for Humanity booth, you know, to work to help work with uh, some charity stuff. And I got down there and, uh, you know, I, I had never been to a DreamHack before and I didn't know exactly what it was going to entail. I didn't know if it was going to be kind of like Pack South where it was just like casual, everybody showing off their stuff. No, this was like a hardcore esports competition full of like CSGO championships, Rocket League, Brawlhalla and all of them. But there was a there was an area set up for the indie showcase and a student showcase, which I have not I haven't even mentioned to Danny yet. But uh they uh, there were a few games there that they were pre-released. They haven't come out yet. And uh one of the ones that really caught my eye was this one called uh uh, Wildersmith. Yeah, it was called Wildersmith. And uh, what it was is it was like a, it was actually like a tactical style game, like like say Final Fantasy Tactics, mm-hmm. where you actually get to go point to point. You know, you take your turns. It's turn based system, but it was cool in a, like a Paper Mario kind of way because like your guys look like they were cut out of paper. They still were animated, moved and stuff, but it was really, really neat. Um, my like one of my favorite parts about it was it being in depth as it was, uh, and you can actually find them on Twitter if you like to look into more of it as the updates come along because it's like in the very early stages still. Um, mm-hmm. But like when you're like say you had two characters interacting, you can control how they interact with each other. Like uh, you, you have one looking at one saying you know like reacting in a more of a romantic way, but the other one looks at the other one as a rival and these things will actually ultimately play out in the story as it goes. So the possibilities are endless. Um, and I was talking to the guy and he was saying like, right now the initial price point on it is going to be about 1499 when it comes out on steam. And that, I mean, with as in-depth as the game is, I know, yeah, with it being tactics and, you know, paper Mario esque graphics, right. it's still with that in-depth programming to be able to go that many different ways with it to have that low price point, I thought was really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it, it's actually W Y L D E R and then S M I T H. It definitely worth a check on that one. It's uh keep an eye out on Steam because it's going to be a good one. Um, but another one that that really caught my attention was uh this was from the student showcase. They didn't even have a name for it yet, but it was like uh, imagine DDR Guitar Hero, one of those games where you go to the beat or even Beat Saber and you have mm. peripherals. But it was one of those uh, those kung fu training block things. You sit there and hit the training block, you know, forearms and everything with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was another incredible one. But the one that really, really caught my attention was um, it was called Them's Fighting Herds. Mm-hmm. I'm a, yeah, a huge fan of fighting games, have been mm-hmm. for years. And this actually started out as a My Little Pony fighting game. <laughs> until hasbro stepped in like hasbro stepped in and they were like all right nah you gotta stop so they decided to like palette swap all of the characters add antlers to some make some you know so there were some horses there were some deer and elk and moose and it's like it the the fighting styles on them remind me of a i don't know if y'all remember clay fighter from back in the day Mm -hmm. where like they had kind of like the extended limbs and stuff like that but it's completely 2d that game is the one that really stood out to me the most. Um, again, there's not a lot of info on a whole lot of them, but those were mm-hmm. like the three that were that people were focused on all weekend. Um, but yeah, those 
aside from those, the um, the tournaments, you know, with Brawlhalla and Rocket League and the, the CSGO, they actually rented out an entire arena and it was packed. Mm. It was it was the standing room by the time they got to the finals. And I had never heard that level of roar in my life. And I've been to I've been to NFL games. I mean, maybe it was because it was, you know, a little smaller, but good lord. <laughs> I, I, super passionate people, but it was it was a heck of an experience. And uh, and we got QuakeCon coming up in another couple of months, and we'll have more indie games coming uh, coming to that. And I'm excited to be able to bring those to you as well. Awesome. Just real quick, when you when you said this started out or them's fighting herds, yeah, started out as a My Little Pony game. I looked it up. Yeah, that shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still it's still very obvious that that's what it used to be. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, I'm trying to. It's like uh, instead of like putting like a primer or anything like that on like a wall that was like bright orange, you just like painted like just try to paint it blue. <laughs> That's exactly what because <laughs> that, that was the first thing we saw when we walked by the booth was we looked over at it and yeah, I mean, you look at the booth, you're like, does this take place in the My Little Pony universe? Because all they did was slap some antlers on a couple of them and, <laughs> and it, it's blatant, but it's amazing. It was, I got to, I got to demo it and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's just so <laughs> I have no words other than this. That's just brilliant. That's that's brilliant. Um, can you real quick talk uh, a little bit more in depth just about the charity you were working with there? Just kind of oh. go on ahead and plug the charity a bit. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's Anime for Humanity. It's a uh, it's a charity organization that that uses um, anime, cosplay, video games. These these niche cultures that a lot of people see them as still as like you know, fringe cultures mm-hmm. to basically build a bridge between them to to connect people better um because the founder of the organization who is based out of california used to run an anime club and you know when they would have their big meetings and everything everybody be having mm-hmm. fun and socializing and being great and then he would see them outside and see they were a lot more reserved and very docile and not really talking to people um so what he did was he decided that it would be a good idea to help bridge the gap because a lot of times people that are reserved like that um, if they're going through some kind of uh, mental health issue or even borderline crisis they're afraid to talk to a therapist or somebody because there's this stigma you know that there's something wrong if you go see a therapist and they were out to break that stigma and let them know that, you know, it's okay to go talk to people, you know, it's okay to seek help. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, you you can't fix yourself if you don't take the right steps. And so that's what they do. They, they go around to conventions and, uh, and promote the community itself. Um, while also providing mental health resources across the board for, for many things for, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, PTSD, abuse anything like that they they want people to know they're not alone and here's how you can get help before it reaches that crisis point because it never goes just you're fine one day and the next day you're in crisis there's always a buildup mm-hmm. and they want to make sure that they they can intercept that before it ever gets that far awesome um so yeah i mean were you just there kind of helping um 
like run the booth and give out pamphlets and information and mm-hmm. yeah uh, pretty much i uh i it was complete happenstance um i was just i was in a, a buddy of mine's channel one day and i don't get to do a lot of browsing um and mm-hmm. a lot of hanging out in streams because i do a lot of stuff from mobile because otherwise i'd be sitting in my closet all day and uh <laughs> in i was sitting there in there and he said that he needed they needed help at the uh the booth for DreamHack in Dallas. And I'm like, well, I'm only a couple hours away and I, I could get away for a weekend. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. They were like, you get an exhibitor badge for free and everything yet, which kind of gets you through some lines and stuff. And I was like, well, I'll do it. And mm-hmm. so me and a buddy loaded up, went down there and volunteered for the weekend. Cool. Just, yeah. Handed out, handed out packets. They had these, these kits put together that have all the resources, links to their discords and, uh, you know, even some like anime that are like stigma free that kind of help you maybe be able to find a fictional character you can relate to because that's another thing is like people can't really find something to relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was it was a neat deal. Cool. So uh, I put a link to their Twitter in the chat. If you guys are listening or watching during the uh, on the VOD or on the podcast feed, go to the description of the video and you'll see it down there below. Um, so yeah. Awesome on on uh, the uh, uh, altruism front there. Sorry, I lost the words <laughs> I was going to say. Um, you know, you said something, and I was really uh, one of the games you mentioned really got me interested. Um, the the rhythm game, the Tonfa. Like, did you did you get a chance to play that or mess around with it at all? Or I I did, and it was like, all right, so they they have a base for it. Mm-hmm. But apparently, because this was part of the student showcase, the, these guys are these guys are still in school, and uh, and the game I, I remember it now. Yeah, the game is literally called Haya because they had me take a picture and they all yelled that, um, <laughs> and they were like on three, everybody yell Haya. And I was like, this is a picture, you don't have to yell it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they uh, somebody dropped the ball and forgot to pack the actual base for the the thing, so they mounted it up on a crate and had a dude just standing back holding it from the backside. Ooh. But it was it was really cool. Like it would show you know as the beats come in, it would you know show which little deal you hit like on the inside or outside or in the middle. You know it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. And like the the rhythm was on point. So they I mean you're sitting there actually you start feeling yourself toe tapping and dancing along while you're doing it because it was it was pretty on point. I would. I really hope that one gets to come out because I would love to. Uh, I'd love to get to play that one at home, not in front of a bunch of people, and get really into it. <laughs> yeah, and like the response, everything like that felt really good from the hardware and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was like like there was no misreads when I would hit something; it registered. Um, there was like in while it was still it was it was you know nice and rigid where it wasn't like flopping all over the place. Whenever you hit it, you know you weren't. It didn't feel like you were hitting a board or something. You you know, mm-hmm. you so you wouldn't get sore for playing hours at a time, mm-hmm. right? So that, that's really good. And it had like it was cool. The uh, the peripheral, if you ever wanted to transport it, you don't have to transport this big log looking thing. You actually are able to uh, you're actually able to unvelcro it and take it take it off, and then you know, of course, pack the. Um, the barrel part breaks down too, and then you can set it all up if you ever wanted to take it and go play somewhere else with people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it seemed like it would be the ultimate like goofy party game for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. And did, I mean, did you feel like after, you know, you did like the wax on and your, you know, the wax on and the wax off and the, you know, Oh, I was about to fight someone. Yeah. I was, was, was going to go ready to fucking fight. I like, I actually like, I don't even know at what point, but I had a bandana on it. So that, like it just <laughs> appeared. I crane kicked a dude in the parking lot after it was, it was awesome. Then <laughs> <laughs> he like try to come up and like, punch you but then like you punch the car and you just like you know mr miyagi beeped him in the nose yeah and like like i mean i'm sitting there i'm sitting out there and uh my buddy goes sweep the leg and i was like sweep the leg <laughs> <laughs> oh god i just like a quick tangent i fucking love those movies the karate kid movies the first two ah oh. i actually it, it's probably I love those movies so much that I've actually considered getting YouTube Red or whatever it is, YouTube Premium to watch mm-hmm. Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I have a Cobra Kai T-shirt. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. Um, and anyone that uh, talks about the third movie or the Jaden Smith movie can automatically go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and out of here. Just go. Get out of here. <laughs> we, we don't need your kind of negativity. Around here. Uh, oh, that's awesome. I, I never thought about doing one of those one of, you know, like that as a rhythm game where you're doing like this, like almost like a, you know, uh, boxing or you know any sort of like training like that that's actually really cool yeah and it was a workout like i mean it, once it started you start getting like into the faster songs and you're moving you're mm-hmm. you start sweating mm-hmm. i thought it was just because i'm big and then like a smaller person got up they started sweating i'm like all right cool it's not just yeah. me <laughs> so with that like because i am really bad at actual like guitar hero type rhythm games i mean is someone that um who has a good like rhythm like really required for this or does it feel more like a workout than you are like dancing yeah i mean it yeah it's it, it with it you know your striking is a little more rigid you know it, so it does feel more like you're actually working out um you don't even realize after a while that you're even actually doing uh anything involving rhythm you kind of just feel like you're practicing your mm-hmm. striking on a on a dummy um but it like if you're listening to the music as you go, you realize you're striking with like drum beats and everything. But oh, cool! I mean, the buddy that went down there with me, he cannot carry rhythm in a bucket, uh, and he did just fine. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, because like DDR, I was bad. I bad at DDR. Um, figures the hardcore kid who goes to shows with like a bunch of spazzes is bad at rhythm. Uh, I actually have one quick, brief, little uh, funny side story. Uh, you, you mentioned DDR. Uh, Jeff Goldblum showed up in like full, like it, you know how he dressed really nice in those apartment.com commercials, like in mm-hmm. a suit. And, yeah, he just comes sauntering by, and I'm just like, wait a second, was that Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> and like, I, and I was sitting there, you know, like the person that was working the booth with me, she had her headphones in for a minute, and so I'm sitting there trying to talk to her. She can't hear me. I'm freaking out. I'm like, it's, it's Jeff. It's the fly is right over there, and then. <laughs> My, my buddy that came down there with me comes back around. I'm like, dude, I, I know I just saw Jeff Goldblum. And he was like, 
what would Jeff Goldblum be doing at DreamHack in Dallas? I was like, well, don't you think that's actually just the kind of thing Jeff Goldblum would do? And then the very next day, a video of him playing Dance Dance Revolution at DreamHack hit Twitter. I was like, I wasn't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you you called him the fly. I'm thinking Dr. Malcolm. <laughs> that's what yeah. you just said to you. He was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and be like, uh, Malcolm, why don't you come over here real quick? It's like, it's like, about the so what is he doing here? Well, he he finds a way. <laughs> finds a way. Why don't you tell me about the bead of water that I just put on my? <laughs> Are there any imperfections in my skin, Malcolm? Say <laughs> uh, the line, Goldblum. Yeah, exactly. You're just like yelling at him to say the line. He's like, which one? <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be asking him to quote Independence Day to me. Like, forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. <laughs> <laughs> all of the lines, all of the lines. Uh, Ren, did you have any questions? Um, honestly, for these sorts of things, not particularly. I mean, I've uh, so I have played Beat Saber a lot recently, and I mm -hmm. definitely know the feeling because I don't have rhythm. That's not a thing. But when you get into something like Beat Saber, and I'm assuming it's the exact same way with a game like that, um, at a certain point, it doesn't feel like it's rhythm. It just sort of just happens. Like you're kind of just in the like you're in the rhythm, but you're not even thinking about it. It's just sort of going along with it more than anything. That was one of the big things I noticed, at least when I played a lot of Beat Saber for a bit. Um, it sounds super fun. That honestly, that's all I'm thinking right now. But uh, but yeah. Yeah, I think they call that being in the pocket. Uh, you're in the pocket. You're in the pocket. <gasps> um, <laughs> cool. Anything else on DreamHack? Like any other like really cool moments except for Goldbloom and uh, that game? Goldbloom kind of uh, th that kind of like shrouded the rest of the thing. Like, I mean, <laughs> I I did get to meet some really neat people that uh. You know, that were like press team or press members for professional teams like uh the team infinite's halo press guy um just hung out with me the entire time because they lost in the first round mm -hmm. so i got I, I did get to kind of hear some stories about the in you know the ins and outs of of the actual process of learning how to play halo at a professional level mm -hmm. and i was like oh i'm really glad i did not get into this i don't think i have the drive and determination to go through with that yeah because I, I, I've seen people talk about being like professional CSGO players or like mm -hmm. the Overwatch League and stuff. And the amount of time that these guys, I mean, professional is professional. Yeah. You know, we forget that, you know, pro ball players have to go to practice every day. Mm -hmm. And before they go to practice every day, they got to, you know, work out for five hours a day. And before they do that, they have to recover from the previous day by going and getting like really intense massage or... You know, you got a meal prep and, and go see their dietitians and I mean, yeah. And apparently that is actually even part of it because, you know, there are foods that have like higher level. This is, he was telling me some foods have higher levels of like acetylcholine, which help mm -hmm. neurotransmitters respond. So they recommend those foods for their guys so they can react faster when they're playing. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is I mean, this is intense, right? Yeah. It's like I gotta do wrist exercises to prevent carpal tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> wrist yoga. In, a, <laughs> and resist the temptation to take Adderall. Oh my god! 
which is apparently like a really big thing, a really big uh, problem in Korea. <laughs> that mm-hmm. a lot of like a uh, lot of StarCraft pro players uh, will start taking Adderall to try to compete at a higher level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wow guy, <laughs> South Park. <laughs> <laughs> um with <laughs> yes uh so awesome yeah i'm glad uh, that was a fantastic time for you and you're there doing some good yeah it, it it was it was a good experience it was overall like the work to play balance was really really good <laughs> mm-hmm. cool um yeah if there's nothing else on that I were I uh, wanted to talk a little bit real quick about uh, the Apple um, event that happened recently, the WWDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get a little bit of an update for the Apple Arcade, and very minute. And I remember Ren, if you go back to this conversation we had, do you remember who our guest was that week? We uh, talked about. When we were talking about the Apple Arcade, I do mm-hmm. not remember. No. And uh, I just remember one of the questions we had uh, mm-hmm. when we talked about the Apple Arcade was, how is it going to be controlled? Like, what peripherals are we going to have? Are they going to sell? Um, you know, are they going to sell an Apple controller? Are they going to, you know, try to have these games run on, you know, use the Apple remote? Mm-hmm. Are you going to need to connect your iPhone? Um, you know, what are the, what are the, how are they going to do this? Well, we learned, uh, that you are going to be able to, com- uh, connect your DualShock or your Xbox one controllers to the Apple arcade or to the Apple TV to run Apple arcade games. Um, which also answers a lot of questions on how they, on what kind of games are we going to be getting? Mm-hmm. Um, because if it was just going to be on like an Apple remote or like iPhone or something like that, it stood to reason that it was going to be, you know, maybe point and click kind of things or puzzle games with really simple controls, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, if it has a full range of controls, you know, we can get, you know, different kinds of RPGs. We can get first person shooters. We can get racing games, you know, cart games, um, so that's going to be interesting to see as we kind of get more and more into uh, what Apple Arcade is going to become. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a pretty good piece for people to to grasp onto and see what's up. Um, which I'm sure my my parents are going to be really happy with that if they get a if they you know get an Apple TV, um, it or up upgrade their Apple TV or do whatever because they already have Xbox controllers so that they can. Mm-hmm. up to it and now my my little brother and sister won't be fighting over the xbox if they want to be doing anything it would be really <laughs> nice um and then i mean there are some other things in terms of just like apple updates um they announced uh they announced the ipad os mm-hmm. uh which as someone who has an ipad I'm very happy with that. I don't think it's going to work for the Mini 3, which is fine. I mean, it's mostly an e-reader for me at this point in a few games. Um, 
but you know they they added a lot of quality of life stuff to the iPad. They basically made the iPad comparable in terms of work and um, productivity, comparable to an actual laptop computer. Mm-hmm. Which was always something funny to me that like tablets were always you aren't going to need a laptop computer. You're not going to need a notebook or anything like that. You're just going to need this tablet. And like the right. functionality and the way that these work is not going to be is not comparable. They're just not comparable. You can't have more than one window open at a time. You can't have more than one app open at a time on these um, on these devices. Now with the iPad OS, you can. So that's something big. And then you can also use it. So if you already use Macs, you can use like a USB-C, I think, mm-hmm. to uh, use it as an external display. And you can also put flash drives into an iPad finally. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's that's a huge upgrade. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, obviously USB-C, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that was one of those things. I'm like, oh, okay, uh Finally, iPads have the same functionality as a computer. The only other way like I'd, I'd ever seen like iPads used were like mobile pay stations, like a mobile uh, point of sale. Mm-hmm. Like you go to a bar and the waitress puts in your order and then you swipe your card there or something like that. That's the only other time I'd ever really seen an iPad used um, right. as, a, as an actual computer. Otherwise, it was something for grandma to use. <laughs> right. <laughs> um we got a new iMac since we're not really Mac folks here. I don't know how mm-hmm. much we really want to talk about that. I mean, there's some upgrades to it. It's really expensive. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard about that one before. <laughs> oh yeah. God, he, guys, Apple is just, you know, very affordable <laughs> for what it is. Uh, <laughs> the best thing to come out of it is the, uh, the cheese grater memes that have been oh, coming with yeah. it. Those, I mean, those have been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we straight up got the cheese grater again, which um, they did before they put the trash can out. They had that very similar design mm-hmm. um, with like this hexagonal like I guess it's not even like hexagonal. Like I'm looking at it right now. What it is, it's a seri- it's two series of circles slightly off center from each other. Like you have the, you know, you have these circles in the back of the machine, and then you have the circles that are in the back of the case, mm-hmm. so that they kind of overlap. It looks, yeah, no. <laughs> it looks dumb, and, and that's what contributes to the cheese grater look. Yeah, which makes it the mac and cheese. That's oh my god. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, keep in mind, I'm a dad. I can make those jokes. <laughs> I was going to say you have certainly bred children. <laughs> oh, if I didn't, I have now. <laughs> um, yeah. The from what I've seen, it it excites Mac users. Doesn't really excite PC users. In any, you know, they have a lot of Radian graphics cards in these things now, but um, mm-hmm. you can, you know, get very comparable tech in for very uh, cheaper, you know, for a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another big thing that I noticed with the WWDC in terms of, um, you know, like the tech and stuff like that was they put out another display. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't have all the specs. Basically, it's just like another. It's another Mac uh, Mac display. It's supposed to be high resolution, and you know, I think they say like 4K or 6K resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that annoyed me though is the VESA mounting. Apparently, it's not like your standard VESA mounting because, of course, not. Of course, Apple just can't use an industry standard. <laughs> oh, man. Why would they? <laughs> Why would they use an industry standard anything in any of their products? They want you to buy their proprietary <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it's oh, just like yeah. we're down to Vesa mounting. <laughs> <laughs> the display looked gorgeous. It looked very nice. It looked mm-hmm. like it, you know, uh, and the one thing I would say is it would probably do really well for like a professional color greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not a professional color greatest. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no real use for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of that was the WWDC. I watched I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched mm-hmm. a WWDC 2019 in like so many minutes video. I'm like. Yeah, and this is about what I just needed to know. Um, the smallest little update for Google Arcade, and <laughs> that's about it. Oh man, yeah. Um, there hasn't been like a whole hell of a lot of news, mm. really. Like we got we got two new Pokemon properties, mm. um, Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon Home. The Pokemon Home is basically another Pokemon bank where you can upload your Pokemon from whatever game and then download it to whatever game you want to play. Hopefully, what I really dislike with all these Pokemon bank type systems that they've tried to come out with over the years is they become unsupported and you can't get your fucking Pokemon out of them. (laughs) Oh, man. Unlike Uh, Bill's PC in the actual game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I'm just like, please let this be the last one. Please mm-hmm. let this be. Apparently, this uh, this Pokemon Home can like go from Pokemon Go to Sword and Shield and stuff like that, which will be mm-hmm. nice. It's like finally just let us be able to access all of our Pokemon, please. Now I do have a question because it's been a little while since I've played Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. How are they going to transfer the data? Between because there's the like you have combat points mm-hmm. in Pokemon Go, not an actual level, right? And maybe in um, Ren, maybe yeah. you can speak to this because you've played the Let's Go series as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there actually is some integration in the uh, in the Let's Go series along with Pokemon Go. That actually is a thing. So in the Let's mm-hmm. Go series, the entire Safari Zone is actually basically scrapped, and it's just made explicitly for Pokemon Go. That's like its entire purpose. Mm. I personally hate it. I think it's dumb, but that is a thing. Um, I'm sure they're going to do it in a very similar way to that. Um, If I remember right, and I can't say for sure, because I tried to make it work, and the issue is is that um, you don't have integration with Pokemon Go and, uh, like, Let's Go, um, unless if you have, like, a really up-to-date phone. That was one of the big issues at the time when I tried to do it. Um... But to my understanding, I believe the CP essentially gets like converted into basically like a leveling system to a mm-hmm. degree. 
I think mm-hmm. don't don't take that one for uh, for gospel or anything. But um, yeah. but yeah, I believe that's the case. Um, I'm sure they'll probably do something similar, which is still really frustrating to me, at least personally, because mm-hmm. if I can't get all the characters in one or two games and I have to like go out into explicitly like that was my big issue with Let's Go realistically. And you don't really need Pokemon Go for it. But at the same time, it makes it so much easier. It's just like, oh, well, if I have Pokemon Go and I just have a bunch of random characters, I can just take them, obviously. But um, yeah, I don't know. I- I'm sure that they're going to figure out a way. I, I don't think it's going to be that difficult. They already have like that mm-hmm. basic infrastructure there. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't I wasn't really a big fan of it. I would have preferred if the Safari Zone was still, you know, the Safari Zone. But yeah. Uh, well, that's so bizarre because they had a thing in the fourth generation mm-hmm. where they had like a friend park. So what, you know, you would on your DS, you would plug in, you know, you or you'd fire up, you know, Pokemon Diamond or Pearl or whatever. And then you could I don't even remember how you do this, but you if you put had another Pokemon game in the other slot, Ruby, mm-hmm. Fire Red, Leaf Green, whatever, you could transfer Pokemon from one to another and you would go catch them in the friend park or whatever yes that's essentially how it works in uh, this version the the pokemon in let's or the pokemon and pokemon go get transferred mm-hmm. into a park and then you essentially have to go catch them out there that's yeah. basically how it works i think it's really dumb personally mm-hmm. it seems like such a like really scuffed way of handling that situation yeah but i don't know the and so the other one it's more of like a companion app Pokemon Sleep is like a companion app to Pokemon Go, I guess. Where and we're supposed to be getting a lot more information on these, unless we've already gotten way more information. We're supposed to be getting more information on these tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So bad timing on us, but you know, show must go on. Um, the Pokemon Sleep, uh, I guess it like tracks your sleep schedule and like how well you sleep and whatever else. That's not using creepy a, at all. Yeah, and it uses another <laughs> fucking peripheral. Right, cool. <laughs> yeah, they they have another peripheral for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, you get rewards and, like, new Pokemon from using the app. So they, they award you Pokemon for buying the peripheral. <laughs> right. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, let me, let me double check uh, Pokemon sleep which is weird when you think about like it if they made it you know something that you could use on mobile a lot of your mobile phones have the ability to do you know the sleep track you know see where mm-hmm. you're you know where you're restless and where you're in deep sleep so why why do they need a peripheral whenever you can actually track that from your phone anyways because they want that money boom uh, <laughs> it's like nin- <laughs> nintendo the apple of the gaming world <laughs> yeah well especially you know for a very long time it just seemed like they like they got like a lot of monet you know like extra monetization very early on in the pokemon franchise right pokemania hit you had Pokemon cards, you had all the games, you had all the plushies, you had the backpacks, the fucking t-shirts, you had the fucking hats, you had pins, you had coloring, but right, they just everything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we can create that again. It can be like <laughs> it was before. Okay. <laughs> and so it's just like, 
Awesome. Great. Now we're going to have monetized everything Pokemon. And then if we want to use any of your products, if we want to get involved with Pokemon again, we have to buy all the fucking peripherals. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Oh, God. The first side I picked was just, it's god awful. I'm not even going to say it. What side I did. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is what CNET said. Pokemon mm-hmm. Sleep is Pokemon Go, but for bedtime. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. We're still upset. The, is the mask? Okay, yeah, this is actually a really good point. We're, we're still upset that Jigglypuff isn't the mascot for this. Or fucking Snorlax. <laughs> Game Freak. <laughs> Oh my god. What that marketing writes itself. <laughs> god damn it. Uh, <laughs> holy cow, CNET, stop fucking with the fucking screen. Um Pokemon Go plus plus. So that's what it is. It's like another peripheral called Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Um that like almost feels like it's a parody of itself at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh it's going to be used like the regular Pokemon Go Plus. It'll connect for, to your uh, phone via Bluetooth to send uh, your sleep data through the night. Basically, uh, Pokemon Go Plus Plus is adding the type of functionality you tend to get with most smartwatches, tethering it to a Pokemon game. And I'm uncomfortable with that concept. <laughs> Maybe I, that's yeah, just me. Too. I'm a little bit like, I don't know about that one, Chief. Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough... I, I, I always struggle with the um, with the idea of wearing a, a smartwatch mm-hmm. to bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, I don't really want this like totally monitoring my sleep. Also, do I want to know how well or right. I, well I didn't sleep last night? Do I really want to know? Because that's just going to be another thing for me to obsess over. Right. I'm yes. obsessing over all my fucking steps and my calorie intake. Um, do I want to obsess over my sleep as well? Oh, <laughs> do man. I want to give myself that power? You got to start micromanaging every little aspect of your own life. Yeah, yeah that's, that's you have to make sure to thing. use a Pokemon alias though. Otherwise, otherwise people will catch on. <laughs> that's the issue. Yeah. Next is going to be Pokemon food and Pokemon. You know, well, there Pokemon I guess ad Pokemon ad blocker. <laughs> <laughs> it just puts a Pikachu face over everything. <laughs> Uh, Pikachu uh, pops up and says, "We blocked an ad for you." <laughs> we we used Thunderbolt on that ad and it fainted. <laughs> oh my god! That uh, ad, did... that ad hurt itself in its confusion. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, they did announce a Pokemon Masters game where I guess like you play as uh, as trainers throughout the franchise, like Red and Cynthia. And I'm just gonna real quick. Another game where you play red. Is that really necessary? Because <laughs> mm. there's fire red, red, and uh, let's go. That's three games where you mm-hmm. play one character. <laughs> mm. um, but so yeah, let him be. Let him be like the professor red. It's like this one. Yeah, he's the new professor in this one. Yeah. Um, let me double check and see what that is. And we're supposed to get more information on the Pokemon Sword and Shield. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. there's going to be a Nintendo Direct. I'm assuming there's going to be way more information on everything tomorrow. Um, Google, but and just like as a quick aside for like news, Google Stadia is or Google is going to do a Stadia presentation before E3. 
Um, I'm not sure how much E3 coverage we're going to get or any other extra coverage we're going to get next week, but we'll see how much we can uh, squeeze out of the stone here. <laughs> um, yeah, Pokemon Masters. Let's see. Of course, here's the here's one of the most annoying things. Um, so, in, so Pokemon Masters is going to be a mobile game. One of the most annoying things was because Pokemon Master is like like a trademark kind of thing that they have. Mm-hmm. It, there's just so many like, how do you be a Pokemon Master? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pokemon Master. Are I... you a Pokemon Master? Even though you can't say that because it's copywritten. Right. <laughs> um, so it's called Pokemon Masters. It will give you a way to fight alongside trainers from previous main games in the franchise, appealing to the nostalgia of longtime fans. And so they have uh, fan favorites like Steven and Lance and Cynthia um, and Red <laughs> mm-hmm. and Brock on the uh, on the box art. So. That's kind of it with like the Pokemon news. I think I squeezed way more out of that rock than <laughs> I was meant to. I will say, I actually like. I hope that Sword and Shield kind of takes a page out of uh, out of Sun and Moon's book and allow like and has like regional variations to mm-hmm. certain Pokemon because I thought that was really neat. Like getting to see the Alola region versions of certain Pokemon. Yeah. Like just as a person who hasn't played a Pokemon game in a while, seeing some of my old favorites get like a variation was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ren, because you've you're not like a huge Pokemon person, are you? I I haven't kept up with any of the like current generations aside mm-hmm. from just Let's Go, which is just Gen One. So realistically, yeah. no. I I know Gen One, and Gen Two very well, and that's it. Everything else, I could give it two shits about. <laughs> Yeah. To be honest, even with actually, I was going to mention it kind of. So in Let's Go, the Alolan Pokemon are kind of there to a mm-hmm. degree. Like there are certain traders and you can actually trade for Alolan versions of a character. So, for example, I didn't know that the Alolan anything existed at all. So hmm. I was just sort of like, oh, OK. Oh, I can trade for a Diglett. Why would I ever trade for that? Or it was for like a Doug Trio. And then I traded, and then I just got back, like, some wonderful-haired Doug Trio <laughs> with, like, amazing hair. And I was like, what is happening in this game? What is going on? Um, it was it was a very weird experience for me. I don't know how I feel about the Alolan region, personally, because it was very, like, off-putting to me. Just to mm. see a Doug Trio with amazing locks. But <laughs> that might just be me. I don't know that. What did you see the executor? Have you seen? Yes, the I saw the giant neck executor. Yes, and I was like, "This is kind of terrifying." I'm gonna be dead (laughs) honest with you. This is too big. I will say though that the the sand truth sand slash kind of confused the heck out of me because the Alolan region you think you know Hawaii and warm and sunny and their sand true was an ice Pokemon. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And I'm just gonna say this to trigger Ren. Uh huh. Sandshrew is a trash Pokemon. You're a trash human. How do you feel now? <laughs> Somebody asked me the other day if I could pick one Pokemon to be my buddy Pokemon. I and I said Sandshrew. You're a hero. <laughs> I'm just throwing that one out there right now because that's exactly what I said. 
<laughs> Straight at up. Least, at least choose something that's useful, like a fampy. <laughs> no. Hey, I, I live in Tornado Alley. Something that can dig holes really quick is very useful to me. It has been a very hard tornado season here. <laughs> Dude, I, I still remember the episode where Sanchu lifted some mad squats. Just saying. <laughs> I remember that one. He'll throw down. Just throwing that one out there. Um, yeah, so we're going to get more Sword and Shield information next week. Or not next week, uh, tomorrow. We'll probably talk about it next week because I... I haven't played a Pokemon game since the fourth generation, but I've kept up with the series. I know, you know, I've played like the uh, the Pokemon showdown. So mm-hmm. I kind of kept up with like the meta and, you know, who's in what tiers and stuff like that. So we'll be I'm curious to see. Um, I think I've said it before and I still stand by this. The The Nintendo Switch would become a Pokemon chain for me, mm-hmm. a Pokemon machine. Depending on how hype and how good um, the Pokemon Sword and Shield is, and if they release more Pokemon games on it, like, you know, re-release Crystal or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe re-release some of the games that you've already put out in the last couple of years, like um, on the 3DS, you know, if you re-release those, uh, put that on the uh, Switch. Nintendo, I would be much more likely to buy a Switch and said games. Just gonna put that out there, you know. Hint, gonna, hint, hint, hint. <laughs> Please go on ahead and put Sun and Moon and the sequels on the Switch, and uh, go on ahead and put um, X and Y on the Switch as well. That would. That yeah, if you're gonna ride the Pokemon sellout train, you might as well all aboard that ish or straight to the well, Switch. Well, and here's the thing: is that if the Switch is gonna be like Nintendo's main focus, because the 3DS is a. F- Mm-hmm. you know effectively dead it's all but unofficial or it's all but officially dead um kind of like don't lock your software don't lock your software to just one piece of hardware well and nintendo's shown in the past that they can take like past generation games and load a bunch of them on the new generation system like yep. when the super nintendo first came out and they released super mario all-stars that had every preceding a even the lost levels mario games so i mean why couldn't they take you know the game boy versions and stuff like that and move them to the switch which has obviously much higher capabilities yeah so on the switch actually i don't know if you guys know this or if you i don't know if you own one sven but they actually do have a program where you can actually play some older titles like some old nes Mm. titles explicitly on it so the way i see it is that honestly they should just move the game boy titles onto that as well and honestly, like, yeah. it's a very limited supply that they have on there, but there are some good ones. I know that there's, like, Castlevania, I think there's Ghosts and Goblins, some other stuff on there, things like that. But it'd be a really easy, like, marketing strategy to just be like, hey, we're going to put this stuff on there, too. It's not like they're, mm-hmm. like, difficult controls by any means. They're quite literally the same controls as an NES game in the first place. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's the way I see it, personally. Throw it onto that app, and I think the app is even free? If you have, uh, if you have like the online, like the service, um, if you have the service, then yes, it's free. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like they should totally just chuck them all into that. I think that'd be a huge good move. Yeah, they could even make it easier on themselves by just releasing it as one thing, just the Pokemon collection and let people yeah. sort through which ones they want to play from there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see, that would be really cool. It's like if you, you know, you play the Pokemon collection, you start with red and you 
bring that fucking Blastoise, that Charizard or Venusaur with you into second gen. Oh, that'd be cool. Play, and then you bring it with you into the third gen. You have the, you know, because you can, you, in theory, now, anyone who claims that they have, like, their original Blastoise, I'm going to call major bullshit on, because you would have had to have been on it as a fucking kid, um, because the game save batteries probably died um but you can in theory get a pokemon from red and blue all the way up to current gen Mm -hmm. Hmm. i have heard people you know have i think the stopgap for that is the second like where it gets difficult and i think there's some weird funny fuddy-duddy stuff that you have to do um Hmm. is second and third gen because they're on totally different systems and they did not think about how they were going to get those systems to communicate right was second and third gen or where you like you but i've heard i think i've heard of people say that say that they can do that i'm not entirely sure mm-hmm. yeah uh ea used to actually do that too with uh like if you played ncaa football and you built you a you know an athlete and got him all the way through his collegiate career you could carry him over to madden and continue raising to the pros oh wow i did not realize that was a thing that's really cool yes that was one of the reasons a lot of people got upset when they stopped producing the ncaa games was like that was one thing people love to do was make their own guy and get them all the way to the professionals yeah which on the other side of that though i definitely understand why they couldn't make the ncaa games anymore (laughs) yeah yeah all the reasoning is very yeah very <laughs> Maybe because we should be paying our college athletes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, TV ratings and bringing funding into the school. You now nah, you get a free ride, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, the yeah the amount of money everyone makes, except for the players related to college football, is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, I I have had a very brief time working in uh, sports broadcasting. I have produced official sports broadcast on the radio for my local university for my alma mater um and i i know the advertisers i know who you know and they make a lot of money off of being you know on the air and stuff like that and so i'm just like yeah and yeah well because for those of you who don't know out there that it like if you got an ncaa game and you picked your favorite college team, they would just literally be QB number six and mm-hmm. wide receiver number 70 or number 88, or they wouldn't have names attached to them. But then they got to the point where you could get online and download a roster that somebody had completely made. So that all their names were all over the game anyways, and they still weren't getting paid for it. Well, so here's the uh, other part for, I actually have a question about that. Cause it's been a little while since I've even thought about this topic, you know, QB number two or whatever, he, I mean, they were using models from students, right? Like they were modeling these characters after students. Mm-hmm. From the looks to the stats and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it's this guy, but it's not this guy. There were lightning. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> it was lightness rights is what really got it shut down. Yeah. And it's understandable. I mean, mm-hmm. you're being represented in a game. I mean, you go, you go play as OU two years ago and you have QB number six, everybody knows that's Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got curly hair and he's, he looks just like him. It's, it was blatant. And everybody knows who that is. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know so sports. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, yeah. I, being from Oklahoma, I hate the guy, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm going to just like real quick, you know, the I know like three football players. One of them is from my alma mater and he plays for Arizona. I will let the football fans out there <laughs> guess <laughs> what school <laughs> I attended. <laughs> you know how many people there are on the Arizona Cardinals roster? <laughs> and, well, I will say um, he is a decent name on that roster. Mm. Also, Greenlee, you can go suck a dick. <laughs> He just straight up just said what my alma mater is. Uh, The only reason I'm even pissed is because he lives here too. He just outed you. That's all. (laughs) Mr. Greenlee, can you fuck me anymore? Oh, I'm sorry. I've taken the show off the rails. <laughs> Welcome to the next discussed podcast. <laughs> next, <laughs> next to cucked podcast. I like it. Oh my god! I just got fucking cucked. <laughs> oh man. Um, <laughs> is there anything else that you guys want to talk about while we're here and crying? No, I think I'm good. I think I'm great. <laughs> You're golden, dude. I did want to talk w- real quick about Layers of Fear 2. Oh, yes. Because I fell in love with that game. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned when I was in a previous life on this podcast, I uh, loved I love Xbox Game Pass, and they had the original Layers of Fear on there. Mm-hmm. And for me, the game went well beyond just the jump scares, which don't get me wrong really scared the shit out of me all the time um Mm. there was a psychological element to it because uh, the the best kind of horror games movies whatever are the kinds that whenever you get ready to go to bed and you turn the lights off behind you you walk a little faster to the bedroom Mm -hmm. than you normally do and that's what that game did and so i was really excited about the the second one and i went to pack south and they had a panel and i got to meet the guys from gun media who made friday the 13th and partnered with the guys from bloober to release this game And it is an absolute masterpiece of just like mixtures of jump scares, psychologicals and storytelling. It is, it was one of my favorite games I've played and it's relatively short. It, Mm -hmm. it only took me a few hours to beat because I'm horrible at puzzles and there are a couple of puzzly parts in there, but the progression of the story and it tying things together was so amazing. Mm -hmm. And you come to find out there are multiple endings and then you're like, dang it. I got to put myself through all that again because you mm-hmm. want those other endings. So long story short, that game play it. How much is layers of fear two right now? I'm actually layers. Sure. Layers of fear two is, uh, as of right now, at least on the Xbox marketplace, which what, what I play on is uh 29 Okay. Uh, all right. You can get the first so one bad. on, Oh yeah, no, it's not horrible at all. You can get the first one and the DLC together for like fifteen bucks, and then by okay. the time you get through those, you know, it would still be the same price because it only takes like an hour and a half to get through. But yeah, 
Because a yeah. while back, I actually did play Layers of Fear. I played the initial one. Um, I don't really remember too much of it, because during the time, I was just pumping out horror games after horror games. Mm-hmm. Outlast 1, 2, Layers of Fear, Soma, so on, so forth. I just kept going with it. Um, but yeah. I do distinctly remember it was actually really good. I, I do remember that it was very, like, a fairly solid, like, uh, horror experience. Um, yeah, they, they they try to get you with like the artistic side of it too yes you know yeah. what i mean like with the, the paintings like i mean there's little subtleties in the first one where like on the wall things look like normal paintings but as your character starts progressing into his own madness the paintings start changing to these like mm-hmm. abstract gothic macabre pictures that are unsettling it's just i mean right. it's wild yeah yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to need to pick that up. I've been considering it, but at the same time, I've also just been a little bit hesitant just because of other games that are coming out relatively soon with E3 coming up fairly soon. It's right. been a solid opportunity to save money, but $30 is not that bad at all. Like, that's pretty affordable in terms of, like, most horror games. At least, like, in comparison to what the quality was of uh, the first one, I, w- I would say that $30 is actually pretty, like, solid. That's That's very reasonable. And my yeah, and well, the, the quality of this one went way further too, because like Bloober Team is a very, very independent mm-hmm. or uh, developer out of I think it's like like Norway or they're they're over there in like one of the Scandinavian countries, right? And for this one, they partnered with Gun Media, the ones that did Friday the Thirteenth, to produce the game together. And so it's it's longer. They got Tony Todd on narrate like to narrate it. Oh, wow. and the guy that played Candyman and his mm-hmm. voice is just in itself unsettling in that game um in you can actually die in this one you couldn't die in the original one it was just more of like a storytelling as you go through mm-hmm. and discover things this one you can actually you actually have to run from a couple of things and it's it's more in depth and definitely i mean it it doesn't slow build there are points early on in the game where like oh my god this is going to be a bad time right and so i mean if you if you would consider the quality of the first one to definitely be well worth the $30 price point. This one's way like well beyond they went above okay. and beyond on this one. Got you right on. Awesome. Oh yeah. Awesome. Uh, anything else related to anything that we talked about guys, anything else you want to bring up? I think I'm good. No, no. Yeah. Pretty much covered everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some, <laughs> and then some, um, <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, Padre, go on ahead and plug yourself, plug away. Where can people find you? What all you doing? Where can people find it? All right. Well, uh, you can obviously find me on Twitch here at Reverend Sven. Um, you can find me on Instagram under the same handle. Uh, I'll even, you, you can get me on Snapchat too. But uh, on Twitter, it is Reverend Sven, uh, Reverend Sven TTV. Um, I try to vary everything up on social media. That way it's like my Instagram is not just this direct reflection of my Twitter. That way it's like, Oh, well Mm -hmm. I could follow him on one thing and see everything. He's like, no, follow me everywhere. But, uh, even to my house, but, uh, no, I, I've got the, uh, we've got a a beard oil company in the works, me and another streamer that we, that I became friends with are working on actually starting an independent comic book company. Um, we actually contacted an artist while we were in Dallas to, even get the ball rolling on that so that's really uh really neat um but just kind of a brief description of what i do i I play a lot of rocket league lately um i love independent games those are my favorites to play because you can usually get through them in a pretty short period of time and for somebody with a short attention span like myself that is just fantastic (laughs) um 
and then the occasional Overwatch and Brawlhalla stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we, uh, I do like to uh, do charity events. I do a twenty-four hour charity stream every two months. Um, it I change the charity every two months, but mm-hmm. we're always the community kind of built around myself. We we try to do what we can to help others when we can. Awesome. Right on. Yeah. If there's anything else, uh, I will make sure that it's in the description uh, of the video. Or if you guys are um, watching like the VOD here on Twitch, make sure you guys see the chat replay to go over to his channel. Go give this guy a follow. He has definitely earned it. And he's got a lot of cool stuff that you definitely want to keep checking out. Uh, Ren. Yeah, go ahead and plug yourself. What's coming up on yours? Well, actually, to be honest, I'm not really sure what's coming up. Um, There hasn't been like a lot of like great games being released recently, and I've been kind of in like a lull in terms of that. But uh, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash renditions with two Z's because I'm dumb and can't spell. Um, Probably going to be playing a lot of Minecraft for a bit. Um, That's most likely Mm going to be the thing that happens. Uh, And uh, yeah, that's that's mostly it. I see you looking at me. (laughs) 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 oh man but yeah that that's it that's all for me awesome uh coming up for me we're still playing pokemon crystal clear um i did some grinding off stream so i can uh actually go and uh take on the elite four we got we're about halfway through um so some like life updates real quick i am moving i should not have any real downtime for the stream uh, in terms of internet or anything like that, probably won't have any real downtime for the podcast, but uh, I will probably be tired as hell. So stream and I move on Monday. So mm-hmm. stream might be a little wonky coming up here uh, in the next little while. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's basically what's kind of going on with my stream. Uh, make sure you guys follow the podcast on uh, Twitter at NTN pod. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Swoot, Apple podcast, YouTube. You can also watch the VOD right here. I keep it as a highlight and I keep it on a playlist on the channel. So if you guys want to watch it at any point in time, uh, there's a lot of ways you guys can do that. I would really appreciate you guys sharing the episodes with your friends. Um, me and Ren have a one year special coming up that we'll mm-hmm. um, announce. And we got some cool things in the works for that as well. Um, but you guys probably won't hear about it until July. So make sure you do keep up with us on all of our socials. Um, Ren, is there anything else? Nope. I'm good. You wanted to mention in terms of that stuff? No, I'm all good. All right. If we're all good guys, you have a, a wonderful evening and a big thank you to Reverend Sven, uh, once again for coming by. Appreciate it, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.